You asked for it, we brought it. This week on Red Dead Radio, we talk Red Ned... Ned. Red Ned Nederson. That's it. That's perfect. That's, That's the, the intro. That's the pickup right there. <laughs> Hi, friends. Welcome to Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast. I'm your host, Jared Petty. And as always, we're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to... The world yeah. Is that where Cisco does his thing? That is right there. Cisco has already done that. I know. He was there. Ours was the first one that he did that on. It was so cool. Thanks a bunch, Cisco. Yeah, Cisco's the best. Um, I can't wait for Cisco to be on the show. Oh, what? That's yes. Someday I'll be here for that. Can't wait for that to happen. But yeah, John Ryan. Hi again. Is, yep. He's back. Why? Because he is our resident red expert. Not red expert. Red expert. Red dead. Red dead. Red Dexpert? Red Dexpert. Anyway, this guy Anyways. knows more about Red Dead Redemption than just about anybody. And he's here right now to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 News Blowout Part 2 because we had so much to cover in that episode yeah. that we didn't we, get through all we of it. We did not talk about nearly everything that what that happened in that demo, what that I'd done there now and saw. And therefore, we are going to jump right into that. Austin Riley, Jonathan, William Holbert, thank you so much for being our Patreon producers this much. We couldn't do it without you. Way to go. Thanks a lot again, guys. Austin Riley, Jonathan. Jonathan and William Holbert. Thanks a lot. And now it's time for shootout, the Red Dead News of the Week. Should I do that? Should I do that all the time? Or finger no, guns? I'm not going to do that. No, no finger. You guns. know, actually, speaking of Red Dead News of the Week, they just dropped uh, dropped collectors editions. Yeah, we actually did have some real news this week. We did. Isn't um, that exciting? Yeah, and it's, it's it for me especially because I work on all of our wiki stuff, as you may know. If you you definitely do. Yes. Um, it was really exciting, actually, because uh, not only was it, you know, the pre-order bonuses and the collector's editions and the collector's boxes and whatever, um, but hidden within those, not really hidden, but like within those drops was actually a lot of gameplay details. There were. It's super neat. They have to give you the names of things. They have to right. talk and a little bit about mechanics. Like, so I, tell you the features I really are. like how, like, it, it really only ever happens with Rockstar games. Like, sometimes you'll see it with, like, other super mysterious properties, like mm-hmm. From Software or maybe Bethesda once in a great, great while. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Rockstar especially, it's just like, hey, here's the name of a town. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's just like, speculation, speculation, speculation. <laughs> um, and so having said that, speculation, speculation, speculation. Ooh, boy, the things I'm speculating. All right, I can't wait to hear it. This is what I think of as video game archaeology. Like I mean, you get this tiny yeah, little piece. Yeah, but it's like piece, reverse because we're waiting play, for it. You're trying to extrapolate trying to, it. Yeah. yeah out. Well, that's how archaeology works. I studied a little bit of that in, in college, and you have this tiny little piece. Why, why does that and, not surprise me? Yeah, well, that's. Oh, I'm so excited about Odyssey uh, coming out. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which there was a that's a whole leak other podcast. about. Right, a leak about recent, but Greek studies. That's some what I did in college. Anyway, this you take a little thing. I bet thing. the list of stuff that you didn't study in college is actually shorter than the list of stuff you did. I don't do math very well. Hey, me neither. Great All job. right. Liberal arts education, kids. <laughs> Get you a job in games journalism. But I digress. Um, so you have, this, uh, you have this little item and you take it and then you extrapolate out from that what you think everything around it was. You use it as yeah. a basis for context. Looking at the Red Dead ad, let's start hearing your speculation. Um, okay, so I think the biggest takeaway that, like, the cool thing was that there's also there's a bunch of stuff that we can extrapolate from, but there's also some, like, definite hard points. So, like, we know that there are going to be uh, specific stats that you can get boosts on. So if you can get boosts on stuff. So one of the items was in the, uh, the special edition. 
Yeah. Uh, so the special edition is the one that has all the story mode bonuses. The ultimate edition has all the online bonuses. Okay. Why don't you? Let, yeah. Let's draw that distinction very carefully. So special yeah. edition includes what? Uh, the special edition comes with you know um, a. A couple of bonus missions. So one's like a bank robbery. The other's like a gang hideout. Okay. Um, it comes with um, the horse that you get for the general pre-order, the war horse. It also comes with a second horse. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's something, something thorough. thoroughbred. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, uh, so the war horse is because we talked a little bit, I think last week, or we talked in depth last week, it was kind of a blur. Okay. Um, we talked about how your horse is sort of like another companion to your character. Yeah. And in that case like they all have their own sort of unique strengths and attributes and Mm -hmm. you sort of have to build your bond with them and the better your bond with them is the more effective they'll be either in combat or out in their field Um, and so the nice thing about the special edition is that with the special edition you get two horses instead of just the one for the regular pre-order now the war horse which is what comes with the regular one uh, that's the one that you would get uh, or I should say that was the one that you got in the original Red Dead Redemption Uh, which actually ended up being a little bit OP and the entirely the best horse in the game, hands down. <laughs> um, except for like the Undead Nightmares, um, you know, apocalyptic horses. Right, yeah. Um, but so the War Horse here, it has uh, improved stamina and it has better courage. Courage, um, eh? So stamina, obviously, you know, it'll probably be able to run faster, or mm-hmm. not faster, but for a longer period of time, maybe yeah. a little bit faster. Um, but the courage thing is what's going to be really important like when you get into gunfights or mm-hmm. when there are things that, like in the demo that we saw, uh, like a bear kind of lumbered out of the woods, and we saw the guy um, the guy who was running our demo like actively had to kind of control the horse and be like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Like, let's go over this way. Instead. Keep from getting thrown. Right. Uh, whereas if you had a brand new, like freshly lassoed mare from the wild, Odds are it would either throw you or you could hold on, but it would just run the other direction. Yeah, um, which, to be fair, when one meets a bear and one is a horse, that's a sensible right. response. I mean, it's a sensible response if you're a person, too. I, I, I disagree, actually. Bears are faster than people. Um, fair. Are you, are you a play dead person or are you a climb a tree? Because climb a tree is a false hope. They can uh, climb they trees is, and very well. No. I, the one time in my life I ever encountered a bear in the wild, mm-hmm. uh, I walked around the corner of a cabin. He was standing about eight feet away. Um, don't, don't do uh, that. And don't yes, be that close I, well, to bears. I didn't know he was there. He didn't know I was there. I stopped moving and he, uh, he looked at me and was like, so. And he, did he immediately go back to the dumpster just, trash just, he was eating? Just wa- sauntered by. It's just like, <sighs> it must be so good to be a bear. It must be. It's good life. Just right. Like I have to imagine. Any, anyways, we, we digress. We digress. To talk about the life of bears. Exactly. Um, so the war horse's courage is increased based on what you would normally find with a random, like, standard horse. Okay. Um, the thoroughbred, their, I believe it said that, I don't have it right in front of me, but their um, acceleration is up and their top speed is higher. Okay. So essentially, like, if, if you have to break it down, like, you're going to have the war horse, which is for, you know, gunfights and shootouts. Um, and then the thoroughbred you want to use, like if you're racing. Now, uh-huh. I I don't think we, they've confirmed horse races in any capacity, but I'm pretty certain that they're gonna be there. Yeah. I, again, like, I was playing Red Dead One not too long ago, and there yeah. Bonnie and I are racing around the right. ranch, like, Mr. I can, Marston. I can so. sort of assume that racing most, in a Rockstar game is going to happen. Yeah. Most most activities that we saw in the first game, I would be very surprised if they didn't make at least some kind of second appearance here. Um, but that all said. Here's where we get to do some extrapolating. Okay. Um, so let's say B 
because your horse is more of your companion than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I mean, not necessarily like your bestie best friend, but yeah. it is an important character that has permadeath. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, if you can start the game with two bonus horses or potentially a third, depending on what Arthur's starting gear mm-hmm. horse would be. Yeah. Um, I feel like we can extrapolate from that notion that you're not going to have to make some kind of horrible Sophie's choice for a horse. Um, <laughs> you know, you're not going to you're not going to stand there. So you're expecting a, a stable system, a livery. Um, excuse kind. me. This is this is Rockstar. So it is from the makers of Grand Theft Auto. It is a horse garage. A horse sir. garage. OK, so you think you're, um, you're coming out and speculating horse garage. I'm, I'm going to like I think it would be very so it would be very surprising and honestly kind of a pain in the ass if there wasn't a way that you could not necessarily keep your horses forever, mm-hmm. but at the very least have them live in a place. A corral. Yeah. A, herd. Just a stable. Uh, yeah, a, a stable. stable. A horse a garage. Livery. It's a horse garage. A horse gar- <laughs> I like that. You heard it here first, yeah. folks. Horse garage is not confirmed. Horse garage confirmed. Right there. <laughs> not uh, confirmed at all. Not confirmed at all. Um, not in the least. Okay, so that's one thing you extrapolated. What else? Well, so I mean, there's there's that um, going through the rest of the special edition bonuses. Um, you know, we get the name of a new town from that. We get the and the town's called the town's called Rhodes. Okay. Um, it's quote a southern town. We we've you know you're going to be running across. Uh, you know, they've said over mountains and uh, over the hills. I forget exactly what Arthur says in that second trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fair bet that like if it's a southern town, we've already seen like bayous and plantation stuff, which yeah. we also get more info on, which is super fun. Um, roads we don't know pretty much anything about except that there's a bank there and that we can rob it. Okay. Um, but, th- you know, if the there's other... a bank, why, why not rob it? If exactly. You're, you're from exactly. A, a bandit. Um, exactly. Um, so you've got the, the town of Rhodes, which is super neat. Um, you can pull a little more data on location stuff from the collector's box, which is the big physical collector's bin. It comes with like the steel box and the playing cards. Um, but most importantly, it comes with a uh, puzzle of a town called St. Denis. St. Denis. Not St. Denis. I'm a filthy American. Okay, St. Denis. St. Denis, I assume, because... I, I don't speak French. I mean, I can only assume. Like, I, but St. Denis... I don't feel like someone's hmm. going to be like, howdy, welcome to St. Denis. What real um, world town could that be? Oh, gee, I don't know. Um, well, we've seen the streetcars are already in uh, one of the trailers. You yeah. can see behind Dutch in the third trailer as he kind of pushes his way into that bank. Uh, there's a streetcar going by in the background, um, which is something that Louisiana is famous for, uh, specifically New Orleans. Um, we also get those bayous. We see that burning plantation house in the second trailer. Um, so I think that pretty much confirms that St. Saint Denis is our Red Dead verse version Dead verse of New Louis- Orleans. Uh, yeah, of New Orleans. Okay. Um, so there's that. We know it's a port town. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice, too. I mentioned this uh, in a piece on IGN that I wrote that you can totally see all of these items uh, called out on. Yeah, you should. Um, that it also almost definitively puts to bed. I mean, you know, no one has officially come out and said to my knowledge that it's not, but we all knew from the beginning that that map like two or three years ago with new Bordeaux from mafia three on it was bullshit. Um, but it's nice to finally like put the stake in the chest of that stupid ass vampire. Oh, wow. Um, You you felt fervently. I have feelings. I have have feelings feelings about about it, but yet we do have a new Orleans style area. Oh yeah. What does that open up for you? I mean, have you been to new Orleans? I have not, which is one of the great shames of my American existence. It's quite a place. Um, uh, so really, I hear. Yeah, you can I, get very long drinks with very funny straws and you drink can. them on the sidewalk. You can do that. Actually, you're well on your way to one of those right now, I think. That's a I fairly always tall one right there. I mean, it's I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, Riverboats and Maverick that's, gambler that's really, type stuff. Like, and, obviously, I can't say for certain whether we'll see any of this, but I really, really, really want to see 
a Maverick-esque style riverboat poker tournament that I can either partake in or rob or both. Yeah, both um, sounds like both the best is the options. ideal Secret scenario, option and then eight. also set fire to said riverboat and watch it sink. Just because, like, that's just fun. Well, riverboats were a very important part of life in in uh, yeah. in that period of American history. Rivers were highways, and before the train lines were laid everywhere, they were a good way to get around. Now, I say that point in history. By 1899, they were probably less important. But see, this is but, why I like coming on this show, because not only am I going to get to talk fun Red Dead stuff, I'm going to learn me something, too. <laughs> well, riverboats are neat, and they are kind of a classical Western slash Southern thing. One of the, you oh, know. Oh, for sure. This... The West is defined in cinema, is defined in film, and is defined in games. is is, a, is more of an idea than a geographic location. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean Django Unchained is as much a Western as yeah, any Western. Absolutely, but Ma- it takes place in the Maverick South. is also like it's a Western. Like there's right. a bunch of stuff that does happen in the desert, but the majority of that movie takes place on a goddamn riverboat. Yeah, it feels very very Southern ish, yeah. and and you get a lot of that. And again, riverboats went all the way up to Missouri, which was the West of Missouri. Yeah, you got it's got to be in Missouri. You can't say Missouri; it's Missouri. Missouri, my friend. Right. Exactly. Um, I digress. Let's so, return to that collector's edition. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of other cool stuff in the collector's box. Um, but the St. Denis is the really the big standout one for me yeah. in that. Um, though that said, I always like a good tin box to keep stuff in. Yeah. That um, steel book. The steel book is really nice. Yeah. Um, and also that bandana, what with all like the guns and stuff woven into it as well as floral print. It looks... Fun, fun fact. If you wear a bandana in real life and you commit a crime, you will still be prosecuted. So don't do it. Yeah, unless you don't get recognized. Yeah, but now there's facial recognition software. But you're wearing a bandana. Yeah, but it knows the it knows the eyes. Does it? Yeah, I, I saw. What if you wear this. two bandanas? Well, then you probably can't commit the crime because you can't see, but you also can't be identified. I think the only way to figure this out is a trial by fire. We have to do it. What commit? Anyways, crimes no, we're, two bandanas? we're not doing that. We're not no, doing that. We'll, we'll talk about that during the break. break. Definitely. Speaking um, of the break, I think it's probably time for us to step away for just a second, where In we a will moment. definitely not plan crimes. Yeah. You like the Magnificent Seven? I've only here. So here's my fucking shameful piece of JR history. I've only seen the new one. <laughs> I know, but here, here. Wait, 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 wait. Before you continue doing your fucking body snatchers shriek out of horror, which you are entitled to, my friend. Look at it this way. Now I get to watch the original and be like, "Fuck, that new one's a piece of shit." Good point. Right. Like, imagine watching RoboCop, or I'm sorry, Cyber Policeman 2014. Cyber Policeman 2014. This is not fucking RoboCop. He is Cyber Policeman 2014. Cyber Sheriff. Your Sheriff argument was great, by the way, in the last one. Robot Sheriff. Oh, good, yeah. Well, first off, no, 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 no. But Cyber Policeman 2014 is not a sheriff. Oh. Ro- Alex Murphy of RoboCop is a sheriff. He's yes. here to clean up that town. But Cyber Alex Policeman. Murphy of Bullshit Town USA Bullshitburg is bullshit. <laughs> I'm not drunk, I swear. It's a really bad movie. It's it's so fucking bad. That said, there is one fucking dope-ass bit in that movie where he, like, Gary Oldman, he's like, how bad is it? And he's, like, just his face, and it pulls out, and he's just a head with fucking lungs attached. I remember that, yeah. That is the only good part of that movie, but it is so good. He's just like, ah! Like, that was so fucking cool. That was the one moment that the original RoboCop is missing, but there's a reason it's missing. That's the it me meme that I need. <laughs> I'm a head with yeah, lungs. It's like a photo of that. <laughs> just says, hit me. That's, that's, that's the hit me meme that I need. I like that a lot. That's very good. Definitely. Um, I like that one too. There's... Oh, God. We're still fucking. Okay. Well, that's a segment now. 
And we're back. Uh, so that's some of the collector's edition, what you extrapolated from that. Anything else before we move on to Ultimate? Um, I'm, here's the thing is I'm sure that there is more. Um, yeah. But off the top of my head, there's a lot more interesting shit in the Ultimate and the Special Editions, to be honest. Okay. Um, so before we dive into the Ultimate stuff, because that's all online related, which yeah. is still super fucking neat. Um, the Special Edition also comes with a couple of different boosts. Um, the first one is what it comes with a... It's, I think they just call them gameplay boosts, but in the description they say that they're core stat boosts, mm-hmm. um, which encompass your stamina, your mm-hmm. health, and your dead eye. Right. So for dead eye and health, we know what those are from the first game. You know how much health you can have, how much dead eye you can expend before you have to wait for it to replenish That's, or replenish it with items. But stamina is new. Stamina is new, and but also not entirely unexpected. Right. Um, you know we saw it in GTA Five, and mm-hmm. I think a little bit in. Was there a stamina bar in GTA 4? I honestly don't remember. I don't no, think that there was, but I think there was one in San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was definitely one in 5, obviously. Um, and I feel like the fact that these things are labeled uh, core stats mm-hmm. also means that there are other stats that we have. Oh. Um, well, I mean, again, the nice thing that Ro- the great thing that Rockstar manages to do almost every time that they release a game is that they take the lessons and they take what mechanics that worked really well and were interesting in the first game, even some that maybe didn't work so well in the game before, and they make them work and they make them interesting in the new edition. Mm-hmm. Um, so jumping from five to Red Dead is like we're gonna see. You know, in five you had Franklin had his driving ability was super good. Michael's shooting ability was really high, mm-hmm. but the stuff that they weren't so good at, stealth, flying, um, the hell was the other one? Uh, strength. Mm-hmm. You know, those are going to be things that I think would, I'd be surprised if we didn't see some version of that. Oh, really? Um, Just like a sort of a refined version of each of those? With the exception of not, flying. Not, think, not, but, not, uh, uh, flying and driving, I don't think Pegasus. so. That would be tight. Right. Um, no, but <laughs> I don't necessarily mean those specific ones, but I think some kind of mechanic like that, yeah. where, you know, you've got your core stats, which are the things that are active meters all the time. Okay. And you, you know, by one way or another, you improve those. Yeah. Um, whether it's by the boost thing that you get by pre-ordering a special edition or, you know, you can probably train them up in other ways. Yeah, I mean, if it's um, anything like GTA Five, you just get it from doing, doing stuff. It, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, your stealth goes up by sneaking around. You yeah. know, you, you literally just... I remember you when you were doing the GTA Five wiki, you just like crouch down and then put a duct tape or a, a rubber band around the controller. So you literally just Never. walked Never! I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. was up to 100. <laughs> Um, it was very good. It was super about. fun. Well, it was great because like you'd be gone, and someone would come over and be like, "Hey, where's Jared?" And then like as we were talking, they just like slowly start looking at your screen. Yeah. I was like, "What the fuck is going on there?" <laughs> just walking. It's like in it's fine. He's improving his character. Don't yeah. worry about. He's it. He's usually off like shooting something. At yeah, that point. exactly. That was, I, oh um, my gosh, I'd forgotten about that. But yeah, but yeah. So the, the doing by playing stuff, I really do enjoy that mechanic. Yeah, games. I actually appreciate it a lot. Oh, so. for sure. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things that. You know, even though it may not be a traditional RPG, mm-hmm. you know, you see it in a lot of RPGs. You see it, especially like the one that always comes to mind for me is Skyrim, where it's like the more you use a one-handed weapon, the stronger you are with those items. Well, I mean, that goes all the way back to Dungeons and & Dragons and the, yep. the whole idea of why video games and D&D are inherently connected because yeah. D&D was one of the first things to say, hey, how do we represent a human characteristic like intelligence or strength in a game? Well, we'll have to use mathematics. Bogus. So We're bad at that. Yeah, you fill in a number... Yep. And that allows you to plug that into a formula, and that allows you to perform tests. Video games are just infinitely more complicated yep. extensions of the same idea. Yep. Uh, which is why I've heard people before argue that D and D is the most influential video game ever. And I oh, one hundred percent, but that. not Baldur's Gate. Uh, oh, Baldur's Gate's awesome. 
awesome. Yeah, but it's not the most influential video game. Uh, no, but it's real good. It's it, it, it is. It is. Real when I say D and D, I don't mean D and D video games. No, I know. I, mean, I know. I, 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 I'm aware of the announcement. Where do you find Planescape like, just... Torment or Baldur's Gate? Uh, just pen and paper D and D. If you give me a choice between any D and D property, I will always just choose the tabletop. Uh, probably me too. Um, but anyways, I digress. Going back, so we have characters that get better at things as they're doing. It's an experience system, uh, and that's a fair extrapolation to make. What else? Um, well, so I mean, there's those which I think are you know. I could posit theories on like what those skills are actually going to be, but I feel like it's still like too early to know exactly what this is. Like I would, I would assume that you can probably have one that like, you know, to go back to Dungeons and Dragons a little bit like animal handling. Mm-hmm. Like I would not be surprised if there was one that I don't think you can go like full crocodile Dundee and be like, and like stop a bear from attacking you. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was a skill that you could improve that would let you, you know, train horses faster. That would let your bond with a horse improve quicker than it would. Oh, interesting. Would. Okay. Um, again, of course, you know, no source on that whatsoever. But I would not be surprised if that would be a thing. What about a do. survival skill of some kind for like Batman detective mode type stuff? Or well, so there's another. Or other things to gather. So there are other bonuses that come with the uh, survival edition or the special edition that exactly. I'm curious about. And that's the thing where I don't know. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple of items that you get in the special edition. Uh, one is a talisman that goes on your boot, and the other is a medallion that goes in your satchel. And the medallion is a fairly interesting, like, it's a fairly basic ability buff, but it's an interesting concept. The name of the ability buff is, is what Bill Well, so there's the environmental yeah. awareness yeah. one, right. which is for the, meda- or for the talisman, talisman on your boot, right. yeah. which that's the one that I'm super curious to see what the... F that is. Mm-hmm. Or fuck, I can say fuck on here. Of course you can. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm sorry, children at Maybe home. Maybe it's just so when you're um, riding by, you actually see the flowers this well, time. Well, so that's, you know? I, I think that it's, it's something along those lines. Where cougars it's like, don't jump on your head as much. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, there's a cougar over there. Um, no, I think, I think you know, similar to being able to buy survivalist maps in uh, the first one, which would ping flowers and stuff in a wider radius on your map, or it would like show them all in a certain location or region. I feel like it's going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, maybe something along the lines of being able to like mark and tag animals uh, when you're hunting them or something. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it's necessarily going to be like a detective vision. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a super neat thing to see. I might that might take you out of the game though, because there's it's so much the world's well. built about being around being beautiful. I don't. I think they'd yeah. find a more subtle way to do it. Yeah, I, I feel like it would be different kind of cue. Yeah, I think it might be like a a, a map radial icon or mm-hmm. something that's like, oh, there are animals over here. Mm-hmm. Um, or even if it's just a thing on your mini-map uh, that has like an icon for that animal being like, oh, it's moving now. Okay, that works. Um, I, but I don't think we're going to see like a predator vision. No, I really kind of like hope not, actually. I, no, as, no, as not at all. I think it would be funny as hell, but I don't think it's something that I actually want to see. doesn't exactly um, fit that. But you mentioned the medallion. So the medallion is another thing that just kind of gives you a general boost. Uh, it prevents you from take it re- it reduces your incoming damage when you're riding on horseback mm-hmm. and that's kind of a th- not a throwaway thing um, but it's a pretty standard ability for any video game yeah. item but this is also a new way of doing things for a rockstar game yeah um, so taking those abilities and saying okay so it, it, the way that I look at it is it essentially takes um, the stats that you would get boosted or the abilities you would have improved by putting on an entire outfit in the first game. Mm -hmm. It's like the Bollard Twins game. I think you did extra damage with that one. Or um, the one that I always know for sure is the Red Dead, the Dead Eye Assassin one. Oh, we just had a blinking light there for a second. Super fun. Um, We're all going to die. Um, The Dead Eye uh, meter would recharge twice as fast. Um, So seeing them sort of take that idea 
and make it be equipable items, uh, I'm very curious to see how many of those might exist in this world and how we go about finding them because we know treasure maps are, are discovered and like treasure maps are items that come with the various special editions. Yeah. So I would be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if like those items that gave you those boosts or even like perhaps really like much better ones like going back to D&D like magic items yeah. if those were your treasure map rewards instead of just a couple of gold bricks. Well, the the, the landscape of customization in games has changed quite a bit yeah. since the first Red yep. game and, and the way that we approach those. And I mean, obviously there's always been the incentive to customize your, your characters uh, very much in role-playing games and really in a lot of different things. But then you look at effects of things like games like Destiny or Destiny 2 and yep. how those affected the way we think about, well, tricking something out exactly, exactly, yeah. Well, exactly I mean, even GTA Online want. and Grand Theft Auto V story mode to a point, but really GTA Online. Yeah. But um, I can tweak my dude just the way I wanted as long as I have the right gear, which means exactly. doing in the game what I have to do to have the right, right gear, which means creating a new incentive, new quest lines, yep. new things to shoot for. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think that there's a lot of neat stuff to sort of check out uh, in the the special edition from that story mode stuff. Um, those are the ones that for me are like the real big like ooh moments. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also you know there's a bunch of other like cash bonuses that the description for the cash bonus says you'll have enough to buy like some ammo, uh, weapons, and some food. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, the demo that we saw, I know that you have to, or that the camp needs food to keep everyone well-fed and to keep morale high. Yeah. Um, I don't know what food as an individual item means. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I, doubt they're going to go full roguelike where you just starve to death. No, Um, no, 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 no. no. I think, I mean, you know, they sort of did that in San Andreas with CJ having to eat every three days Mm -hmm. or he would die. Or not die, but he would start to lose health. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think that... Because when we when we talked to Rockstar, um, we talked to Rob Nelson, the co-studio head of Rockstar North, his big thing was, you know, we were... In our specific conversation, we were referring to the whole... Um, the rot mechanic. The fact that when carcasses lie in the woods or on the back of your horse for a while, they'll rot and they'll get... Attract animals and they'll be gross. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wouldn't necessarily work for like squirrel bodies and stuff. Those get wrapped in wax. Those get put in your satchel. Those are good essentially forever. Okay. Because that would be a real big pain in the ass. <laughs> like that, that wouldn't be fun to constantly have to empty your sack full of, you know, squirrel mush. Okay. Um, so there, it's still that notion of fun outweighs like hardcore realism. Okay. So it's something to provide you with the, with the, a pleasing illusion of realism without making it tedious. Yeah. I think it's, I think I feel like it will be more so something to boost the immersion of life in the old West. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think that we'll see huge, huge, huge debuffs if you don't eat regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, If that is a route that they have chosen to go, I don't think it would be anything more than let's say, uh, like a stamina decrease. Yeah, in an open world, it's hard to imagine leaning too heavily into that. Just yeah. because, I mean, and there's some games that are built around health mechanics that are very, you know, I mean, oh, Mine- yeah. Minecraft is. I mean, plenty of open one, world games are built around having a, to feed yourself to survive. Yeah. Rust, Daisy, Rust, Daisy, um, Minecraft, exactly. But those are all specifically survival, survival games. games. Yeah, yeah, um, and I, I don't know how heavily they'd lean into the survival mechanic in this. I, I, again, I think it will be a neat bit of extra immersion. Yeah. Um, I, I would be surprised if it was anything more than like maybe you're carrying. Capacity capacity gets decreased a little bit. Maybe you can't run as fast for as long. Yeah. Um, now we're I, saying all this in like, you know, a few months they release it. Oh, literally course, your yeah. skin is like, like 
like last crusading against your skull. Yeah, I like, know. Like I haven't eaten. Yeah, ah, you, 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 can, you really can't walk back. <laughs> you have to crawl. Um, and they're doing it just to spite you and I yeah, specifically. Yeah, they're, they're just adding um, this right now. Hi guys. Hello. Hope you're watching. Um, but yeah, so I think that those are. That's an interesting potential. To like, I, I think that has potential to be an interesting mechanic. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to go, um, but I'm curious. What else? Um, there was one more thing on the story. Oh, uh, gang upgrades. Or not gang upgrades, but upgrades to your camp. Okay. Now, we know that the um, the camp is sort of like the... the. Oh, it got dark again. Oh, it's the motion oh, sensors. Oh, crap. Okay, I'll go fix the light. Do you like Red Dead Radio? Then I recommend you also check out Hop, Blip, and a Jump, the part documentary, part diary, part storytelling, part video essay show that I do about how video games are all connected to one another and to the deepest parts of our lives. You can check it out at youtube.com slash hop, blip, and a jump, or just find it at hop, blip, and a jump.com. Hey, sorry about that. The lights went out. Yeah, the government totally didn't like us talking about doing all those crimes earlier. Indeed, they yeah. heard about it. Um, anyways... The last thing in the special edition that really caught my eye yeah. was the uh, camp upgrades. Oh. So we know that the camp is sort of like the lifeblood of the gang in the sense that it's like where you retreat to if you have a lot of trouble with the law, theoretically. Um, kind of a hub world? I don't think it's a hub world. Okay. No. It, I mean, it's, it's, it's your camp. It's where you go. It's okay. your home. It's home. Um, I, like, I like that it's much more. Because you're part of the gang, it, it's everyone's sort of gathering place. You know, it's it's where you guys, it's your base of operations for figuring out whatever the next step is. I'm really glad you made that distinction because one of the things that I think they really have tried to get across already is that some of the nomenclature we use around video game terms yeah. is is stuff that they're they're fooling with the way we think about how games are supposed to operate. So while there's yeah. still mechanics underneath, Worlds, words like hub world don't really. Oh, well, I mean, also, apply. I, just, I feel like hub world in general wouldn't necessarily yeah. apply to begin with. Yeah. Crunchy crack crack. Crunchy crack crack, um, indeed. Ah, delicious. Fucking cheers, buddy. Yeah, cheers. Kompai. All right. So, wow, that was a mighty swig. That said, my friend. So, um, sorry, I should let you continue on that. Don't worry. The, so we know that, like, if you feed, if you keep the camp well fed, if you choose to. Yeah. They'll, you know, they can fend for themselves. So you don't, it's not a babysitting thing. Yeah. You won't have to necessarily do it. Mm -hmm. But if the camp does run low on food, we know that morale will be low. People will sort of not really be in a very good mood. They won't be up for a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Similarly, we know that if the camp is well fed and there's a lot of good stuff happening to it, there'll be like festivities and, and folks will be happy and up and around. Um, so I'm assuming that those camp upgrades will probably just be ways of making that side of life easier. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so maybe Pearson's the cook who we went hunting for in the demo that we talked about last time. Um, you know, maybe you can get Pearson better supplies so he can preserve food for longer. Mm -hmm. So if you bring him, say, three bucks in a day instead of just one, he won't have to throw out two of those bucks after a couple of days. There's also the possibility um, that it can improve the benefit that you get from that. Exactly. Like, and one could be a quality of life improvement to make it easier. The other could be, well, we're going to make it worth even more right. to do this investment. Some yeah. Kind of reward to you know, I mean, maybe it. something along the lines of, like, uh, if you rob... You, you can have like a private cash or an ammo store mm -hmm. or something. Um, you know, maybe the way that you, the more, uh, like maybe you, the way you can resupply a camp is, is easier or more beneficial. Yeah. Like you can, you like suddenly someone at camp might have guns for you. I like games that, that have a divided, I mean, obviously it's going to be a seamless part of the world, but 
Um, I don't know if I want this in Red Dead 2 or not, but I keep waiting for somebody to create this game. I, I think about XCOM, where you're divided between your combat missions and your base building. Yep. I think about uh, uh, Fallout Shelter, which is mostly the base building portion yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah but you also have world exploration. I, kind of like I think about I, Fallout 4, when you have Preston Garvey's fun time building exploranza. Yeah, I, I keep waiting for a AAA open world game where you're handling a lot of your exploration action adventure sections on your console. Mm -hmm. And then you have a mobile app that is not separate where you're managing your camp. Mm. Um, like when I'm not at home there, yeah. I can still be doing my base building. I'd on be doing that. Again, stuff. I don't, I think you're right not to say if we want that for red. I don't think I would want that. No, for the, red and the only play. way I'd want it, I wouldn't want to be able to buy boosts. I wouldn't want to be able to buy upgrades. I wouldn't want to have any of the, the slot machine system or run out of gems or any of that. What I want is the ability to uh, purchase or earn in the game cosmetics that show back up in my yeah like so yeah that'd you know, be great I got this thing in this and now I can play use it in my console version too yeah I don't think that's what we're gonna get with Red Dead Two I don't even think no it's I don't think that's something want. that would ever be super helpful but I do case. like the but idea yeah. of having a camp that I can pay it I like yeah. baseball. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, maybe, so this is a great way to move into it because the Ultimate Edition comes with a lot of info on the online stuff. Well, not a lot of info, and but certain info. Boom, boom, boom. There's an online version? It exists. Version well, we, of, we knew it existed. Yeah, yeah. We, um, We've all you know, known this was going to happen for a long time. They've been very clear well, I mean, about the fact it's this is been, part of the future of their company. Yeah, I mean, they, they registered Red Dead Online years ago at this point, I think. Um, you know, Sony, there was a, a partnership announcement with them with Sony like two or three years ago saying like uh, they were going to create a brand new online experience. Like we've known online is coming for forever. Um, this just, you know, confirms it. Um, I don't really think that they're going to talk about it at all outside of the info that we got from these press or from these uh, from this info release. Mm -hmm. um, just because I, I feel like they will want to keep us sort of focused on like we saw with GTA, you know, we'll see a bunch of information on the story mode and the world that they've created and the characters probably up until a month before launch. And then okay. we'll see like a little bit of a trailer or a demo of GT or Red Dead Online. Mm -hmm. um, when do you think we'll see that? Red Dead Online? Yeah. Uh, you mean practically like for to play? Yeah. When do you think we'll see it? Because um, I think about I, GTA Online rolling out after GTA I think 5 that did. that was actually really smart mm -hmm. of them to do in the first place. I know that the launch of GTA Online was rickety. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now that they've got their handle on it, like the thing that for GTA Online for me and going from GTA 5 to GTA Online was, was that it GTA gave me two weeks with the world and the mechanics to learn how to play the game and to learn like my favorite areas. Yep. So that, you know, theoretically I would love to see Red Dead 2 come out two, three weeks, even a month, depending on how much exploring I have to do in the world of Red Dead, which I assume will be a shitload. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is one of those places where player service, like what is best for us yeah. and marketing converge. Yeah. Um, it's good because you learn the world, you get to know where you want to be. And that's the thing. Get, right. That's, and, and then for the marketers, 
you can sit and go, well, okay, you had this big wave of news as the game came out. Right. You have all this time for stories to simmer as people are discovering exactly. the world. And then you get a whole new wave as yeah. effectively a second game that came in the same package is released. Exactly. It's really cool. Like, and that's and that's the thing, too, where it's like, you know, you, you have those options, too. Once you learn the world a bit, once you, like, finish the story mode, learn your favorite spots, like, I can say, hey, Jared, uh, speaking of, by the way, we still haven't played Red Dead Online. Still haven't. One together with what the fuck. <laughs> Anyways... I can call you up and be like, hey, Red Dead 2 is coming out tomorrow. I want to go to, you know, Super Mega Eagle High Peak. Yeah. That's like my favorite place. I want to like take a horse and I want to sled down it. Yep. We're going to ride that Pegasus. Exactly. But yeah, I want, I want the Pegasus to be like a jetpack. That's, that's I think that'd help. be great. That'd be that. super fun. Or just a jetpack, like Rocketeer style though. Like a oh. steampunky one where it's oh. just like literally just like petrol canisters on your back. I love the Rocketeer, Joe Johnson, oh, Idos oh. Powers. Uh, Timothy Dalton with a mustache. Sir, yes, the Neville. best movie villain of all time, Neville Sinclair. I'm Neville Sinclair. Yes, I fucking love the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer that movie is, is so really good. good. <laughs> um, and also between the Rocketeer and Hot Fuzz, Timothy Dalton with a mustache has been proven the most villainous movie villain of Ever. all time. He made a supermarket market owner into a supervillain. But like fucking, but it's yeah. it's, the, it's like take away the mustache, you'd lose yeah, half the character. Half, I agree. I saw him in Bond. He didn't have the mustache. That's why it didn't work. I mean, I, I liked him. See, here's the thing. He was this okay, is, Bond. This is what's going to get my ass kicked by the internet. I kind of like Timothy Dalton as James Bond. He was a fine James Bond. It's just a shame the the scripts that he was given. You didn't want to see him going on a cello, like sliding down a hill on a cello? Oh, no. As, see, as a kid who played the cello in high school, I super did want to see Okay, that. all right. Um, what I didn't want to see is Felix Leiter getting eaten by sharks. Spoilers. <laughs> For a movie from 1988. Heading back to... Um, anyways, no back to the real world, yeah. <laughs> by which I mean the fake world of the Old West. Um, so, yeah, so with the online stuff... Um, oh, shit, you had a really good transition, and then I forgot what it was. It's my fault. Right, no, no, Pegasus, no, 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 no. Pegasus. No, it was way before that. Way before the way Pegasus. Before that. Right. It was so much far before that. You know what? We've um, just lost it. Let's just... Uh, anyway, so the, the Ultimate Edition comes with bonuses to online. Yeah. And what we know from that is that um, you know, it comes with some outfit pieces, which essentially confirm. So they say that it comes with two outfits, but they also take the time to explain all of the parts of those outfits. Yeah. So we essentially can pull from that, that the customization system will be relatively similar to, if not, you know, expanded on from GTA Online. Okay. Where you've got, you know, gloves, vests, overcoats, jeans, chaps, boots, hats, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and why not do it? I mean, right? It's, why it's, not? It's like just you know, so I, cool. I really like the character choice in the in Red Dead Online original, mm -hmm. like the first Red Dead multiplayer free roam. Um, I always play as Ugly Chris from uh, <laughs> Red uh, Red Dead Revolver. Okay, um, it makes sense. Like we, uh, this was something that we always kind of figured would be the case, mm -hmm. but shrug. Um, so I'm glad to kind of know that that's what something I'll be able to do. I'm curious to know if there'll be like the tattoo side of things where like I can get like crazy Joker paint on my face. Or oh, some please shit. not. No, no. I kind of don't want to go into the old West with the purple fucking overcoat. I think that'd be very dumb. Um, I do like the idea. I mean, tattoos are actually kind of awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd love to see like, you know, you and I were talking off camera about the 13th Warrior earlier. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see the old west equivalent of animal masks where it's just like a bear pelt over the top of my head well yeah i'm thinking of i'm thinking of the remake of true grit where you've yeah. got a guy riding up with a, literally just a giant bear yeah, head exactly uh, just like a bear pelt over yeah, my back and yeah, shoulders i think that'd amazing. be super neat i want that um but the most important detail we got about online is that in the ultimate edition you also unlock uh what they call a uh, theme for your camp uh for your personal camp 
Yeah. Which, and again, this is not for sure. It sounds like one of two things is, can come from that. Either A, you know, you've got a little tiny campsite that is yours and yours alone. Or based on what we know of the, the single player, the story mode experience, um, and sort of how GTA Online works, I think it's likely that we'll probably each get control of our own gang. Okay. Um, now, of course, that's just, you know, John Ryan having wild fantasies. And this is like gangs as, as crews in, so, in GTA Five or different? So maybe like a crew. Maybe you can enjoy, have your friends join your, your own gang. Or maybe um, it's a gang of NPCs. But I think, I think it's like that. I think okay. the way that I would look at it would be... I mean, the way that I would like it to come out, my ideal sort of version of this, um, in theory, would be sort of like a mix of like the abilities and stuff that we have in GTA Online, or at least some of them, because mm-hmm. um, obviously you can't have like an attack helicopter uh, in 1899. Um, yet. But like, yet. Um, but some attack kind of Pegasus. There it is. Um, some kind of mix of uh, that with in The Last of Us. If you haven't played it. Um, it wasn't a physical space that you inhabited, but you did have to manage a survivor camp. Uh, you could choose a side of either the fireflies or the, what the fuck the government was called. In the uh, just, don't just, worry about yeah. it. But yeah, you would have people you, wander in and out. You essentially, were... you would, the, the better you did in multiplayer events or matches or in the world, like not the world, but like in matches, the larger your survivor camp would be and the more supplies you would have if and, you gathered them around the world. And the worse you did, they would all die. So I think I, I, I don't necessarily know if there's going to be any kind of like, you know, it's definitely not going to be like a base building management type thing, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be surprised if the higher in, cause we know you get a rank boost mm-hmm. um, up to at least level 25. So you, yeah. I assume that that's probably going to be similar to GTA online where you can just keep going up forever. Right. And rank um, boosts give you access to new things, to new right. missions, to yeah. new creative abilities, exactly. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I think what we're probably going to see is if it, if I'm right and if it is, you get your own camp, uh, that is, you know, NPC gang members. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this might not even be a physical place that you go to. I feel like it probably will be because you're getting a theme for it. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be a, a, like, I feel like the abilities that we've kind of grown to rely on in GTA Online. So, like, you know, you call Lester and he removes your wanted level. Um, you know, in this, that would be the equivalent of, you know, sending a pigeon to Chuck and being like, hey, Chuck, go down and bribe the cool. sheriff. Yeah. Um, you know, it would it could be something like, you know, Meriwether has an attack helicopter. Well, obviously there's no fucking helicopters, but if you send a signal to your gang, they'll send four or five hombres to Help come out. And, to okay. come and bail you out of the jam. Um, I I think that given what we know about how GTA works and how that, like what we do know of the world of Red Dead single player, I feel like that's a, a would be a smart way of them keeping those abilities that prove very very useful and fun in online. What do you think they're saving for this? Like, you know, we're, we're keep making a now. No, from. So they've been developing GTA five online for, for years now. And yeah. They've, and it's just at this point, this, this cacophony of different activities, but somewhere along the development cycle for GTA five, I would assume they'd sit there and have this great idea and then go, no, let's save this for red dead. Let's have something. Oh, shit. I haven't even thought about that. Fuck. Because I think there will be things that we haven't seen in GTA. We're we're assuming that it's all going to be GTA to Red Dead. But there's going to be uniquely Red Dead things. We we know that there's definitely not going to just be. It's not just going to be GTA Online 2. Yeah. Like, there's no point to that. You know, because I could just keep playing GTA Online because speedboats and cars and (laughs) jetpacks. 
But what have they saved? And that's that's well, really intriguing for me. Personally, uh, the the greatest thing that I've wanted from Red Dead Online One has been the ability to lasso somebody else and 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 road haul. You've we talked that. about yeah, this before, but I just I'm just really reiterating. With road in case you're watching Rockstar, please <laughs> give me a fucking lasso that I can rope this guy up with. He wants to rope his horse. friends. I um, want Pegasus. Yeah, Pegasus and rope. Pegasus that is a good like, band name. Pegasus and Rope? Pegasus yeah. and Rope. I like that. I like that. Too. Right. Also a good like late 80s like buddy cop series. Pegasus and Rope. Ooh, oh, yeah. shit, that's, yeah. yeah that's like that. the album art. Like Hell Hardcastle yes. and McCormick, man. Have you ever watched Hardcastle um, and McCormick? No, I super haven't. Which is about the, the convicted race car driver and the retired judge that solve crimes together. That sounds atrocious. <laughs> if there was one show that, if there were any sequence of words that were about to come out of your mouth after you said Hardcastle and McCormick, those were the furthest from what I would have ever expected. It's and the most bizarre concept. It's the judge. Oh. He has a list of all the cases that slipped through the cracks. Of course all the he guys does. That, of course he does. And then Hardcastle is the, or Hardcastle is the judge. I think McCormick's the driver. And he's like, so McCormick's the guy that he put away. I hate but this. I hate the two this of them so worked much. together, tracking Was down the like, creeps that got away. Oh with God! It. The only, the only thing that would make this, I assume this is the eighties. Uh, yeah. The only yeah. thing that would make that more 80s is if at some point during the series, McCormick dies, but they put his brain into the car. <laughs> like, that would be the only thing to make it more fucking 80s than you that know what? already Forget sounds. Forget that. I want, I want the Hardcastle and McCormick oh, gritty reboot God, on Netflix. No, absolutely not. We got to take um, a break really quick, stuff, friends. We will be right back. I'm going to go watch that Red entire Dead series Dead. right now. Hi, I'm going to be one of the hosts at GameSpot's co-op stage at E3 2018, and I'm really excited. My section of the show starts at 12.40 p.m., that's Pacific Time, on Thursday, June 14th. That's 12.40 p.m., Thursday, June 14th. A lot of really neat guests coming by. I'm looking forward to this. It's a fantastic opportunity to get to talk about things I love with people that have interesting stories to tell, and I hope you'll join me. You can watch on the live stream, or if you've got a pass for E3, you can come by the GameStop co-op stage. And I hope that you will. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. And we're back. Again. So, back again. So two questions for you here, John. Okay. Different editions here. We got special editions. We got collector's editions. We got yep. ultimate editions. Well, we've got special edition and ultimate edition and then the collector's box. Ah, because the collector's box, is Does, the game in it? It's not. I've seen a lot of folks get like real ornery about that it's in the last the couple of days. Uh, no, I don't believe so. So it's just it's it, just stuff. Okay, it's stuff. So it's just stuff related. The, the to way I look Red at Dead it is like, if you were to buy the the collector's box with all the the puzzle and the tin box and everything else, the coin, the mm -hmm. kerchief, the cards, and get the special edition of the game mm -hmm. or the ultimate edition, you're still only paying as much as you would for like the super mega ultimate edition of another game. Mm -hmm. Like the God of War one with the big Kratos statue, like that was 180, 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, the Gears of War 4 one with the giant motorbike statue, mm -hmm. that was like 200 bucks. Like it's, it's no more than you would get if you bought the same version of another game. Mm -hmm. It's just that you have to buy it twice. Um, so what combination of these do you think look most attractive to you? Like I'm we're not doing your... I'm really tempted to get the collector's box, mm -hmm. um, but I think I'm probably going to definitely go with the ultimate just because, you know, whether or not I do end up buying the big tin box with the puzzle and stuff because I like puzzles. Mm -hmm. um, well, it's, it's fun to have something tactile. Yeah. Oh, also, I need a new handkerchief for when I'm doing all my crimes. That's true. Well, you need two. 
We yeah, established well, that's that fine. So I'll have to buy two collector's boxes and one of the Ultimate Editions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to get the Ultimate Edition because I plan to play the shit out of online mode. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, so def- I mean, at the very least, I would definitely get the special one just because um, there is a couple of extra missions, uh, and I'm super curious to see what those, you know, the the wiki editor in me is really, really incapable of not having those numbers. <laughs> um, like forever, I would always be asking, like, well, what would the number be if I had gotten those stat boosts? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long would my environmental awareness last if I, I had that I talisman? Definitely identify with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's probably the ultimate version for me. Ultimate version plus collector's box. You think potentially? We'll yeah, see. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll see where I'm at. You What's know, the defining factor for you? Uh, what what my paycheck looks like that okay. month? You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm very all the other months. No, any month. It just depends on what other life <laughs> bullshit happens. You know. As for me, um, I don't. T- so I tend to collect physical memorabilia that ha- happen to be more incidental. Most of the little items that I keep that remind me of games or experiences. Yeah were not necessarily created to be mementos of the moment that For game sure. came out. I appreciate they that. just tend to be things that became important afterward. So I'm probably less likely personally to, to grab the collector's box. Um, although Makes that, sense. That, that could change. I um, on it like my thing is like I see the tin box. Like the other stuff is cool. Like I like yeah. the playing cards. Like it's always handy to have a deck of cards around. Yeah. But I see the the sizable tin lock box and I'm like I, I like a good box. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm kind of a hoarder in that sense, and so yeah. it need that as a hoarder, I need places to put shit. Of all the things there, the box is the most. First off, in my household, they're not boxes; they're storage solutions. Okay, <laughs> perfect. That's important Thank to remember. Yes, I'll, have to, right. I'll have to have you tell my partner that. Yeah, and second, I obsess over boxes. Um, my wife, I drive her crazy. I have more boxes in my house than I have items to put in the boxes. I, um, I know your pain. I have boxes that are boxes inside with boxes. I, ha- I have Russian have, nesting dolls. Uh, you beat boxes. me to it. Damn yes, it. Yes, that is um, storage solution. So yeah. that's the most tempting one. For sure. As for additions, um, actually, I, I think there's good reasons to look at all of these. But for me, I learned a while ago that I probably have to resist my completionist nature because as a former guide writer no, you like don't. you, no, you don't. I want to go out and do it. everything. Lean into it. So I'm probably going to lean toward the standard edition of the game. The regular um, one? Yeah, the regular edition. And that mostly You don't want those stat boosts? I think... You know you want those stat boosts. I think it's really just... You a, want that medallion? I'm going to get those stats eventually wandering around anyway. Um, Will you? I don't know. But I think so. And more than that, there's so much content in this game. Like, Rockstar games are typically so rich and full of stuff oh, to yeah. do. And then I think it's, like, it's, you'll it's make your own that fun, too. Yeah, so I'm not too worried about it. But I see good reasons. I absolutely... I feel like they've struck a pretty good balance between... Uh, obviously giving you a great reason to buy the game at whatever price point you can, uh, you're willing to invest in, but likewise not making it feel like, man, I sure am missing out if I don't get all. Yeah, no, I don't feel like if, you know, if I was in that same boat where like, if I weren't literally writing a book about this game, mm-hmm. I mean, not a book, but like I'm writing enough words about it on IGN yes, it'll be, to, to a be book. a book. We, it will be a book before. by the end of it. Yeah. Um, GTA five buddies for life. Oh God. Anyways, so like, you know, given that I'm going to be literally writing a book, I'm going to want to give myself as many advantages as I can. And also like for the people out there who do buy the special edition, like who do have access to those missions, like I realize I'm very aware that in many situations I might write game help material for folks who don't need it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you don't want to know how the best, like the best and most efficient way to rob that bank in Rhodes. Mm -hmm. You you might not want to know what that is. You might want to figure it out for yourself. And that's cool. But somebody out there does. Yep. Um, And so I want to be able to provide that for them. 
Um, I want to be able to say, hey, Jared, you know what? You bought the standard edition, so my stats are 0.64% higher than yours, <laughs> and we're both at the same level in the game. Um, you know, I want to have that first day, like, hey, the thoroughbred yeah. is actually a really useful horse when you want to do X, Y, or Z, and not just win races. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, actually, just for running away, I tend to flee a lot in life. So <laughs> the thoroughbred could be really useful for me, actually. <laughs> um, but so, so I mean, that's that's a large reason. Like, if I was if I was strictly a you know just good little capitalist consumer, um, which don't get me wrong, I am. Um, if I if I was just buying it for personal fun, yeah. um, I would probably be okay getting the standard edition because um, I don't I don't feel like I'd be missing out on. You know, no, the, but they're offering different editions for, for a reason. They're, yeah, they for are sure. offering extra value. Exactly. I think that's cool. So, yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to however you decide to play. You're really curious. Are you planning on, on grabbing the uh, the collector's box? Are you going to grab the ultimate edition? Are you going to grab the special? We'd like to know. Let Do you want to get that box with the box? Yeah, you can let us know at mail at reddeadradio.com. Or you can just tweet me at Petty comma Jared. That's One of these days I'm actually going to get you a mailbag. Yeah? Because it's a shame that a you physical. don't have a big physical I really mailbag. should. Like, there's a big burlap sack right over there. You know, and we it's full of beans, it. but it's not full of mail. I used to work in a post office contract station a long time ago. Why and... didn't you steal mail sacks? Okay, well, well, because that's a felony. Yes, but also the, you could wear two bandanas. The registered mail mail sacks are they? I swear they're bulletproof. Like they are made. Of I'm sure they are. That you could not imagine. I, I didn't know there was canvas this thick in the world. Have you like, never been on a boat? Okay, yeah, like a sail. Exactly. That's the thing that was like sails are fucking strong. And the answer is actually not that many times have I been on a boat. But oh, that's fair. Well, we'll change that. Yeah, because you're 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 a lobsterman, right? Yeah. I mean, not like by trade or anything, but like I'm I'm of the north. I absolutely east. believe that you and Seth Macy have been out on a scooter together <laughs> at least once. That would be a delightful afternoon. I bet. Yeah, that, that guy. Um, I like him a lot. He's a good dude. He's good people. All right, so that enough of that, my friends. Let us know what edition you're going to grab. We're going to head in the mail in a second. But first, John, I need to ask you about rocks. About because rocks. You, last time you were here, we went through all this news here. And now oh boy. Have, there's still so much from your time with the yeah, game. God. You got to oh, spend man. time in the room with the so game. So we just spent, what, 45 minutes? Talking about today's talking news. Talking about just yes. the pre-order bonuses and what exactly. that could mean. So, um, yeah. That's, and there's still like another 30 minutes of the demo that I saw. Or probably another 15 to 20 of it that, that we just didn't even talk about last time. It feels like we almost need to stretch this out and do another another cast, you know? Well, I'll tell you what. So I'll get back to you in about 15 minutes worth of demo talk. How about that? Okay, that sounds cool. good. So let's talk about rocks. Let's talk about rocks, Jared. Because we have um, a lot of questions about physics in this game. Who? Yeah, and okay. people talking about engine concerns and, and about, you know, was, is this Red Dead 1? Is this GTA 5? What's this being built on? Oh, oh, you, you mean like, that? is it like Euphoria versus exactly. uh, the, the version of Rage that we saw in, or I don't know if it was the Rage in, but whatever the engine was that we yeah, saw. Yeah, there's been questions about Euphoria, about how the game um, plays out, how it feels. And I really wanted to run by you because when we talked last time off camera, one of the things you said is, Jared, I got to talk about. I, I do, and I do. Like, cause, well, you know, a, a lot of folks have been, you know, kind of adding me about, you know, the gunplay physics. Like, will folks go pinwheeling off of a of a roof if I hit them in the shoulder with a sniper rifle? And and to be honest, like, it's been what's it now? The first week of June, so it's been two months, three months since I've seen this actually in action. Um, and there was so much going on during the firefight portions. I honestly can't tell you. Um, it, I, I saw folks fall off of roofs and I saw folks fall on the ground. Okay. 
Um, but you don't remember how they spelled it. I don't specifically. Like, we definitely saw, you know, a dude get caught in the stirrup and <laughs> tumble away on his horse after he was getting chased. Which is freaking rad. But more importantly, like, it... it I gotta talk about the fucking rocks. Let's hear it. I'm sorry, I just bashed your, your microphone. It's all right, time so to rock. Microphone. For those about um, to rock, we salute you. You're a good friend, Jared. Thanks, John. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of folks aren't gonna get super geek-gasm-y about fucking rocks in a game. But for me, it's it's that kind of example about why Rockstar has is the pedigree developer that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the demo that we saw, we there was one point where we were out on a hunt and we sort of walked, went up this little ridge. Uh, we like we saw a fox and they tried to go chase it. It disappeared, but we ended up at the top of this little ridge overlooking this really beautiful little valley. And as your horse like crested the hill to go down the other side, it was this rocky kind of sand and dirt and earth and gravel and stone hill. Not super steep, but enough that the horse... First off, the horse had to kind of like you saw it carefully treading its way down. Okay, like its its feet were like gingerly sort of pressed next to each other to make sure that it wouldn't tip over because of its balance. But the other side of it too is that when it was going down the hill, it nudged a it nudged a rock. Okay, and that might sound like nothing, but the fact that that rock was not like. It didn't spawn there when the horse was moving. It was just part of the environment. And then it got knocked, and then it fell down, and then it hit another rock. That that then fell, and so those two rocks fell, and then they hit other rocks. And you just saw this little cascade of rocks moving, and it wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't a set-piece moment, obviously. It was just walking down a fucking hill. Mm -hmm. But that sort of detail is not something you see in any other game. Um, no, I when I think about traveling, when I think about the details of traveling around yeah. open worlds, um, there are lots of tricks used to make things more immersive. Yep. Uh, lots of un- incredible things that designers do that, at their best, we don't even notice. Because yeah, I mean, so you well know, done. sand. I, I always think of um, Uncharted Two. Yeah. With the snow in the in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that game was before my days of like paying attention to to games press and you know having awareness of people being like oh my god the snow so like when i was playing it it like i played it first time on a i borrowed it from a friend of mine and i played it on my couch and i got off the train and i went through the snow and after about 30 seconds i was like wait a minute i'm leaving fucking tracks in the snow mm-hmm. and when you hadn't seen that before, and when i hadn't seen that before you're like oh shit and so this is one of those situations where it may be a, a, a minuscule detail but it goes back to what i was talking about the last time i you had me on with the way that they design their games mm-hmm. and that sense of does this fit next to does this rock work with this rock mm-hmm. does these two rocks work here does it big and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and so seeing those kind of details in in terms of physics it it makes me really curious as to how the rest of it can pan because out. you have you did succinctly see one fall hit another hit another yeah, and like start a, the cascade like they yeah. they kind of it, and it wasn't like a Here's big, a bunch huge of avalanche. Yeah. It was just sort of like these things very naturally just sort of tumbling down a hill. So that's that's interesting. You know what fractals are? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last right. time. Yeah, this reminds me of, of that same idea again. Rockstar's games, uh, not all of them, but most of them that are designed around their, their open world pattern, are largely about making your own fun, telling your own stories. Yep. We've talked about that. And 
that means setting one thing in motion and then you hit it a certain way and that opens two branching paths and those open and those open. But that experience is rarely identical yeah. for two individual people because of the path that, that takes rolling down the hill. Very Ian Malcolm there in the back of the thing. Yeah. Except that you're yeah, hitting yeah. all the different variables here. What you're describing there is a design is a microcosmic design expression of the whole game. Yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. Like seeing it in that, Light is a really smart analogy. How is that technically possible on like a PlayStation or an Xbox? I have no idea. I, mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I think I said this the last time. Like, when they fit, when we finished the demo, when you know we were out hunting, we brought food back to camp, we went on this bank robbery, uh, we escaped from the law, and through all of it, I was like, "Fuck, this looks really, really good." And at the very end, when they were like, "Oh, and this was running on a on a launch system, like a base level PS4," I was like. Yeah. Okay, um, but I mean, if you look at the things that GTA Five did on 360, like it's that same way. Where it's Rockstar has this habit of taking the hardware that they're given and doing things with it that nobody else really has found a way to yet, or at least not do it as I'll say elegantly, even though some of the uses of it may not be particularly elegant, like having a dude get stuck in the saddle and flung off into into the sky if he gets kicked in a certain way. Like, that's not particularly an elegant thing. I don't know. I, I always regard that as elegant myself. But. It's the beauty of nature. Yeah. Um, but no one can do it like they can. Yeah. Well, they, they take an enormous amount of time on it. And, and then that's the that's, key. Where it's that's, like, that's where... Yeah. They're willing to spend the money to make it happen. And they can. Yeah. You know, because I'm sure that there are other game studios who are willing to spend that kind of money, but they don't have the guaranteed return on investment that Rockstar does. Yeah, I, I mean, again, um, Nintendo and Bethesda, Breath of the Wild, yep. and what you get out of Bethesda, those are the other places you well, see that Well, Bethesda spends a lot of time in their stuff, but they put their They wait for the community to finish it. They put them. their resources into other areas. Yeah, Rockstar, by far, has a, a more finished feeling open world product. Yeah, and, and, and again, like similarly to what we were talking about with their design philosophy of having it be that sort of fractal expansion. Yeah. It is that sense of everything being a handcrafted experience. You know, we, we, you know, after seeing that sort of like just little tiny details in the physics demonstration mm -hmm. with those rocks, you know, we explored a bunch of the woods. We came to this one town that was like recently burned almost to ash. Like the only building that was really left standing was made of stone. Like everything else was smoldering in Tusky. And I think it was actually, you could see it at the very, very end of trailer number three. Okay. Um, but seeing that location, like, you know, made me wonder immediately, like, oh, okay, well, so if carcasses rot and if rocks will tumble, like, could I, in theory, burn down a forest? Did you try? Well, I didn't play it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Um, but I asked. I was like, hey, given the level of detail that you've put into this, 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 and this, like, is this possible? Is this something you can do? And the, the short answer is no. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily for a lack of desire to give us that sort of freedom yeah um but it's that notion that everything that they've built there is is handcrafted there's a story that they're telling in every single tree and leaf and animal and person in that game whether or not the story that they're hoping to tell is one that you sort of create for yourself that they just kind of give you the narrative tools to make or if it's a specific actual story like in a side mission or a story mission um but the notion that you know if I could burn down a forest, that system of like rebuilding it there 
would take too much away from, from your from ability to experience the world itself. That's okay. That makes sense. Um, no, they, they built a world and they've given you rules, but the rules are impressive. Uh, the rules are immersive and impressive exactly. in the way they're executed. It's thoughtfully. It, it, executed. it goes back to that notion of uh, fun over like factual realism. Yeah. You know where with the with the scavenging, for example, you know it wouldn't be fun if you had to keep pulling dead squirrels out of your bag and throwing them away every three times, um, even though that would technically be more immersive and realistic. Okay. But it's so. not fun. We, uh, we got to take a break for a second. Coming back, your questions for John Ryan about what he saw of Red Dead 2. And, of course, luck of the draw. See you in a moment. Live in Los Angeles or going to be at E3? Want to meet up? Then join me at the GameSpot Battle Rig at LA Live on Tuesday, June 12th at 8 p.m. Pacific. That's Tuesday, June 12th, 8 p.m. Pacific at the GameSpot Battle Rig at LA Live for a meetup for all the super friends, fans of Pockets Full of Soup, Hop, Blip, and a Jump, Red Dead Radio, or just anybody that wants to come by and say hello. I'll be there. I look forward to meeting you. You don't need an E3 pass to come. Doesn't cost anything. Just come by and say hello. I look forward to shaking your hand, and thank you so much. All right, John, we've actually still got a bank robbery to talk about, too. This episode oh God, is yes. going really long. But Sorry, you know you're trapped here now. You live here. It's the Red Dead News blowout. Yep. We promised him that. Yep. And I did so. promise I would come back, and back I will come. But I will not return a third time. Yeah, well, maybe you're totally I'll, I'll probably back. come yeah, back. Yeah, definitely. I'll probably come back. back. Yeah. All right. But from uh, Dillinger Blackheart, how was the gore with Animals NPCs? Was it very gritty and bloody? Are there any execution-style close-range kills? So if I know the ones you're talking about in Red Dead One, where like if you run up to a dude with a pistol, you like jam it under his head, and the camera angle will change, and you'll blow it out the back of his skull. Um, we didn't, to my recollection, see anything particularly that interact like that visceral up close with anybody. Um, but it is. I think I talked about this a little bit in the last one, where the gore is realistic to a point of at least with animals. Yeah almost not discomfort but like re- pretty goddamn close to realistic. well you remember the the screaming deer you mentioned well so yeah that. so that's yeah. the thing is like it, uh, it's like i can still kind of see it just like skittering on the fucking ground um but the other one the the like actual quote gore one that rec- is recalled for me is when you've picked up a rabbit to skin it you know, instead of it having that cutscene where, you know, in the first one, John leans down, the camera angle changes to look up at him. He's like, oh, this is disgusting. And you get a couple of blood spatters up on the camera. That doesn't happen in this one. Okay. Um, instead, we, you know, shot a couple of varmint rabbits. Arthur walks over, takes one, puts it on his horse, takes a second one, picks it up by the leg, slits it down the belly, and then just proceeds to grab it and tear all the skin off in one wow. fell go. Kind of like uh, kind of like Willow does to to that one dude in uh, Buffy season six. I haven't watched Buffy, but yeah, I'll assume that that's that happens um, to a man. Think about in that show. Um, did you see the Silent Hill movie? Uh, oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you know what happens to that lady at the end? I forgot. No, I the uh, pyramid I head I has bl- a big ass hand, puts it in here, and just kind of like rips the skin off, pulls all of her skin off. Oh. It was that. Okay, um, but on a little bunny rabbit. That yeah. Wow. Um, so it, I mean, it is that's up there in in terms of. Uh, NPCs and people, um, there are, I think the closest Rockstar thing I can relate it to is probably Max Payne 3, I think. Okay. Um, but not like Manhunt 2 type stuff that you saw or anything like that. Well, when I say Max Payne 3, I don't, like, it was those so- sort of stylized death cams. 
Um, oh. I don't know specifically what triggered them. If it was like a, a headshot or if it's like the last round in your chamber or if it's the last guy in a specific set of enemies. Um, but there were two or three guys who, as we were like, so we robbed a bank. Yeah. Um, real super quick. We can get more into the details of it later. Um, we, we went in, robbed the place, got the money, uh, and then ended up getting into a shootout with the law because we done fucked up. Or we didn't. Realistically, we did, though. Anyways, we get into a shootout with the, with the cops on the way out. Um, and so there would be moments where, like, you know, Arthur, like, kind of pops out of cover, shoots a guy, and then it f- does the, the slow-mo, like, follows the bullet, watches it hit the guy, he falls down, ragdolls okay. away, and then it cuts back to you and you're back into the action. Um, so that was how they handled it. Okay. That's yeah, it was, I didn't it was actually nifty. realize that was part of the game. Yeah, That's... and it was cool. Like, the, the color scheme changed. Like, it went, like, black and white, and there was some stylized Well, let me let me follow up with that, then, because I Am Him asks, did you see Arthur get shot? And if he did, did anything happen to him? Like, did he limp or I don't recall seeing Arthur get shot. Okay. Um, I think he made it out of this one unscathed. Like, the most that might have happened is he took a graze, mm-hmm. um, but I don't, I honestly don't remember. I don't believe he got hit at all. How the we did see uh, his hat get shot. Oh, you saw his hat like off? Or oh yeah, yeah. Like like in the first game, you can shoot off dudes' hats. Well, yeah. now they can return the favor. And do it. Um, so somebody shot your hat off. Somebody shot the hat off, and then we. So like, it's it's just gone. Like when your hat gets shot off, you either have to take the time to go back and pick it up, or well, you lose your hat. You're just hatless. Like you're hatless. Um, you can either buy another hat or return to that spot of the gunfight within a certain amount of time to recollect it. But like, if you get your hat shot off, it's just gone. You don't have a hat anymore. Indiana Jones would really have a hard time. Be a hard time. But then yeah. also he'd have a whole uh, hat full of holes. That's true. Hat yeah. full of holes. Hat full holy, of holes. A holy hat. That sounds like a like theater a hat. A holy hat. It's oh like no. Yeah. I mean, if that's a, if that's an unlockable hat, I'll, I'll wear it all yeah, the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love silly outfits and video city, silly outfits and video games. Oh yeah. I've played Saints Row. Yeah. I literally make monsters. It's the best. Yeah, I played most of Final Fantasy thirteen Lightning Returns with her with just a big mustache. Good. It was delightful. I don't know what the customization options really will end up being for Red Dead 2. Uh-huh. Um, if you do watch uh, our guide's content, I sincerely apologize because I'm sure it will be just the bushiest mountain because we know they're beards yeah um i'm sure i will be a hideous mountain man oh yeah that's wearing as close to just filthy pajamas as i possibly can that's kind of you in real life hey can i put a shirt on for this this. two two in fact look at that i don't have pants on though (laughs) how are the uh uh, michael griffith asks how are the graphics compared to the current gen versions of uta 5 better or about the same yeah i i I think so yeah Uh, yeah it's just really goddamn pretty is it like, the environment that stands out most or it's everything it's everything it's yeah. you know i touched on this a little bit last time i think um yeah so on, on a well no no I'll, I'll i'll answer the man's question god damn it um you know on an individual character model level the detail paid to just individual items on your person like instead of it being one big piece that is your outfit you know, you your gun belt is independently rendered of your pants. Your pants are independently rendered of your boots. Your suspenders are independently rendered of your shirts. So if that gives you any kind of idea of, like, the scope of detail on character models. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the I mean, the world itself is just gorgeous. Like, you look at that first trailer, that first reveal trailer that had all of those locations. That's all in-game. Yeah, I was, I was riding around the other night in GTA 1. Uh, or not GTA 1. GTA 5. Pardon me. Uh, not GTA 5 either. Red Dead 1. Red Dead there Redemption. I'm wandering around Red Dead Redemption the other night, and even in that nearly 10-year-old game, yep. I'm riding along, and it is one of those 
crystal clear nights where they've just painted Gorgeous. a bed of stars over you. And like, yeah. even now, this is pretty. Yeah. Well, and that's like, the, and I can't even imagine yeah. what it's like. Well, so like that shot in the reveal trailer and in the third trailer too, like when the gang is around the campfire and you, yeah. it pans back and it, or it's a big wide shot and you see like the smoke going up into the air and, yeah. the, and the shadow of the trees in front of this huge skyscape. It's it's gorgeous. Like that's that's in game stuff right there. One of the one of the best nights of my life was laying on top of Table Rock, North Carolina, miles from civilization in any direction, in the middle of Pisgah National Forest. Oh man! At like three in the morning. Oh and yeah. And it's just are... bald topped mountains. So yep. I was laying on my back, and it is cold, cold, cold oh, sure. winter evening. And the sky's crystal clear, and it just there's no light for miles in any direction. Yep. And I didn't know the sky could be that clear. I just yep. didn't didn't realize you could see that far to the end of the universe. It's it's kind of crazy, isn't it? It is. I'm glad they captured that. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, one fellow here. Who is this? Um, oh, ATM Nine wants you to know that he likes Red Dead Radio, especially with John. Oh my God! No way! Thank you. Yeah, That's, That's really awesome. sweet, ATM Nine. So I think we're going to get... Wait, not AJM9, not no, Alex John Murphy. No, this is uh, Marcat9 or ATM9. All right. Well, thanks very much, ATM9. Yeah, thanks for there. Um, you want to talk about this bank robbery you saw? Well, I feel like you know if we're doing a proper news blowout, I still haven't finished talking about everything I've seen. Well, let's, see, let's hear about the bank. Oh, good Lord. All right. Um, so I talked a little bit uh, when we were talking about characters a few weeks ago. Um, how Bill Williamson is sort of a loud, dumbass motherfucker. Yeah, people like that comparison. I mean, he's not the smartest man on earth. Um, but he did manage to convince Arthur, and really Lenny was the one who did it by sticking up for Bill. That's why I like Lenny. Um, that they had a job that they had planned. Well, planned. Um, and it was a quick take for easy money. So... You know, Arthur kind of begrudgingly is like, all right, fucking fine. Let's let's go not get arrested, hopefully. Um, and so we ride back towards town. We'd, we'd passed by the outskirts of town earlier yeah. uh, as we were riding through in our demo, in the first part of our demo. Um, but So we ride back in and we hit... Um, we hit town. You know, we ride in. Like, nobody really pays much mind to us. Okay. Um, Saddler horses sort of... So the town is sort of... Um, it's it's this town called Valentine. You've mm -hmm. seen it in uh, the second and third and first trailers. Okay. Um, it is that ramshackle old west town. Yeah. Um, and so we sort of pull up to the side of the main road uh, and head around. And the cool thing was, like, the whole time there, there's, like... The, the music is always such a big factor mm -hmm. in Rockstar games, but especially in what they did with it in Red Dead and what they're apparently doing with it as well in Red Dead 2. Um, Cause like the second our boots hit the the sidewalk, it's like up until that point, it had just kind of been like fairly general background music, okay. like whistles and and you know, western style background music. But as soon as our boots hit the sidewalk, that plank board like clunk clunk yep. clunk, there was this big old steel guitar like, <laughs> and it's like it's not it wasn't particularly beautiful, but it was just like. It's that one note that lets you know shit is about to go down. The boys are back in town. Yeah, it's yeah. just like here we are robbing a fucking bank. Okay. Um, and so the the crew for the heist was Arthur, Bill, Lenny, and then Karen. Okay. Um, Karen was going to be our initial distraction. Okay. Um, so one of the cool things that they introduced in this, alongside all of the other sort of individual immersion and exploration, is the the ability to sort of choose your path throughout missions and throughout the game. Okay. Um, so, you know... Kind of like heist, different ways to go at it? 
Sort of, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, there were a couple of different choices that we were faced with throughout the course of the heist. Um, so Karen, who's going to be our initial distraction, she basically can offer us uh, two performances. Okay. Uh, she can either be like a drunken harlot or she can be sort of like a lost wayfish girl, like wandering in. It's all right. Wandering, wandering in from the wilderness. Uh, basically, help, help, I'm lost. Please help me. So she played up the part? Yeah, so, so she goes in a, a few seconds before us, and, like, you can see there's this really great little moment between Bill and Arthur, like, when she goes inside, and, like, she starts, you know, you see her, like, take a second before she goes in to, to be like, okay, well, you go, and, like, walks in and starts causing a ruckus. And there's this really great moment with Bill and Arthur before him where you see Bill, like, start to go in the door, and Arthur, like, kind of grabs him, like, no, 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 let her do her thing, let her, let her do it right, give her time. But then, of course, immediately just like, all right, so let's go inside. Yeah. Um, and once once you get in, like, her distraction works. Like, everyone's pretty much caught off guard. Um, you, again, this was all done hudless. Yeah. So I don't know what this properly looks like when you're actively playing it, except yeah. for the fact that the camera never left behind us. Um, Interesting. Well, okay, so you remember in the second trailer I think okay. uh, there's that sequence of a bank heist where Arthur like grabs a dude like slams him through a door mm-hmm. and then that's that's what we saw that was this action Okay. so much like the contextual interactions you have with NPCs in dialogue it seems like you'll have those sort of contextual interactions in terms of physicality as okay. well um, so because there's a moment where you know Arthur kind of picks the guy up and shoves him through a door he probably could have just pointed a gun at him and said go that way instead mm-hmm. but he didn't um, similarly, you know, he gets through the door uh, to the back room where the main door into the like the lockbox security room is. Meanwhile, you know, Bill and Lenny and Karen are out front. Like everybody, don't move. And right, thankfully, we didn't have any heroes. Um, could there have been heroes? Did they say anything about that? Uh, we didn't. No, we didn't. We didn't know about that. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there could be. Yeah. Um, hopefully, that won't be the case because you know what a hero is, right? Well, it, yeah, I, I did watch Serenity. That's right. A hero is somebody who gets other people killed. That's correct. That's why um, you have to bring River Tam along in your robbery when you're still in the payroll. Yeah, that's, but that's fair. hope the Reavers don't show up. That's oh, another no. Western, folks. We'll get there. We, no, we already got there. Anyways. Um, so, again, that same, that same kind of contextual interaction is all up to you. You know, either you can just point the gun at him and wait for him to open the door, or you can bash him over the back of the head and say, hurry up if he's not moving fast enough for you. Okay. Um, once he did open those doors, though, we ended up in this tiny back little room with four safes in it. Oh, wow. Um, And basically, you know, Bill kind of stumbles in. He's like, hey, we got to go. Like, there's probably cops going to show up soon. Um, What what are we going to do? And so essentially you have two options. Uh, We could choose to, uh, and you can see this one in the trailer too. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually a lot of the gameplay that we saw in our demo in both of the trailers, um, or all three of the trailers, I guess. Um, And so you have... Two options, basically. Okay. Uh, one, you can take the time and try and pick all four locks, mm-hmm. but that's going to take a while. Right, which um, means the law may show up, which means this may degenerate into violence. Right. Or you can stick little bits of dynamite in each one of the safe doors and blow them open, hoping that the response time to that explosion is going to be less than it would take for them to show up on their own with your just pecking And you're locks. just making this as a gut call. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be a split-second decision. So okay. we chose to de- to blow the safes. Using a dynamite there, Butch? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. It's a movie I've seen recently. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched it last night. Good. It's a very, it's very good. I mm-hmm. liked it a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, so 
it, it, it was neat there again little details mm-hmm. instead of it just being like a quick little cutscene where you know you see him do this and then you hear an explosion and then you, you like actually have to walk to each individual safe and you see him take like a little stick of dynamite and stick it in the door go to the next one take the wire put it in stick the dynamite in the door mm-hmm. go to the next one until Were you tense was i yeah oh, my happen. butthole was puckered yeah okay. um gross sorry i'm sorry everybody really this is why okay. i can't go nice places um anyways so you know it the trigger gets hit and again instead of it just being like one big explosion like you kind of get down behind a desk and it's right along it's like doosh, 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 doosh. they all pop open they swing open we can grab the money outside but we the response time was a little faster than we had hoped had it was. anticipated okay yeah so this ended bloody oh it was not good okay so the uh, the cops show up. Yeah. Because as, as we're like stuffing money into a bag. As tends to happen when you blow dynamite up yeah, in a bank. Yeah, in a bank. Uh, Bill rushes in. He's like, hey, fucking law's outside. We got to go. We got to figure out what's happening outside. And so we go outside. And again, because we don't have a HUD, we don't really know exactly how many of these decisions are contextual or how many are scripted. Right. But we get out to back to the front room. Um, and the sheriff is out there hollering inside. It's the sheriff and like a whole posse of guys. Yeah. Um, and he's like, okay. If you don't hurt nobody, if you let the hostages go and come out, we'll let you live. Ah. Um, and so, you know, Bill and Lenny and Karen and Arthur, like, they all have a little conversation. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? What the fuck are we going to do? And Karen's just like, I got an idea. Hang on two seconds. And she starts to go outside. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Stop it. No. And she's like, no. And she just does it. She just goes. Okay. And she kind of kicks open the doors and plays the sort of lost little girl again where she just turns into a hostage for a hot second and she gets real real close and she's like oh my god help me out and she's like sorry and just like i i don't know if she had a derringer up her sleeve or if she had a gunner okay but she catches the sheriff right under the show and so he goes down she returns runs back inside grabs cover and then it's a proper firefight um and so this is where we saw a lot of the gunplay in action which looks again much like the first red dead super satisfying sidebar Um, Spring sleeve derringers, always awesome. Oh, always. Um, yeah. yeah. Again, can't super confirm that that's exactly what this was. Yeah. Um, she may have just had a pistol under her arm. I'm not really sure. She was outside. We were inside. Those windows were kind of dirty. Jeff Goldblum and Silverado, Lee Van yes. Cleef, and a few dollars yes. more. What was his name in Silverado? Slick. Slick. Yeah. Slick. Anyway, please continue. Um. So yeah. Anyways, she uh, she gun, gun she kills the rewarding. fucking sheriff. So now we know we're fucked. But the gunplay looked rewarding. It felt. Oh, yeah. Well, the, so the cool thing is, like, again, much like with the outfits, like with the suspenders and your shirts and your coats and your hats and all that shit, the, you could, like, as you work the pistol, you can see the chamber turning. You can okay. see the hammer cocking. It's not the same thing as in Red Dead, where it's just like you see the hand do this and then your gun's reloaded. Um, you know, you, you spend six individual bullets. Yeah. Um, and then you got to spin the thing out, kick them back in, slide it back, and reload it. Mm-hmm. Can you um, carry a second piece? And, and so the off? way that you're... you're carrying capacity works is you can carry your sidearm and then your long arm. Okay. Um, and then anything. So no Josie Wales in for multiple pistols or anything. I like think that. you can have up to two pistols. I'm oh, not okay. positive. Oh, okay. Wondered. Um, I don't know that for sure. The, so, but the way that it works is again, back to your horse is your horse is sort of your secondary inventory. Okay. So you can basically have one, maybe two long arms, one, maybe two sidearms, and then a little bit of gear in your, on your person. And then the rest of your stuff is stashed on your horse. Neat. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's. I think it's a smart way to do it. It's a good it. system. Yeah, I agree. Um, so again, this is where we saw that sort of stylized death cam in action. Um, you know, follow the bullet. It hits a dude. He like was, 
Mm-hmm. And then it cuts back to Arthur. Um, Did you cut your way out? Oh, we shot our way out. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We, we managed to get our way down the street. There was a couple of dudes like up on rooftops. We shot the hell out of them. They tumbled off. It was a good time, except for theirs. They did not have a good time. Did they, you get away with the money? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so it it turned into a proper horse chase, too. There was a, so <laughs> of course we, we get back to our horses. We all pile on. We're still like shooting over our shoulders and trying to get away. Right off out towards the outskirts of town, back way toward from uh, from the town towards camp. And it gets to the point where Bill's just like, it's that thing in Red Dead where they're like a posse just keeps coming. Like there, there isn't, there didn't seem to be a definite end to them. Like once we killed like 15 of them in town, there were just more. I'm going to, I'm going to stop you right here. Okay. Cause we got to take a quick break. All right. But we're going to come right back with the conclusion of this and the rest of the show. Stick around. Neat. Yeah. So anyways, we, we make it to our horses. We ride off. And there's that thing in Red Dead One that seems to be carried over here, where it's like, even if you manage to get away from the initial like six or seven cops that yeah. show up, like they're still going to keep coming. Right. And it's nice that they actually kind of acknowledge that. It's like as we're riding along, and like a couple of groups of guys come over the hills. Like Bill's like riding along next to me. He's like, "Where the fuck do they keep coming from? How yeah. the fuck are there so many of these That's assholes?" Great. Again, um, very Butch Cassidy. Who yeah, are these guys? Exactly. Who the fuck are they? Where are they coming <laughs> from? Um, and I mean, they we they killed them. Officers. It was it was a bad day. Did the whole gang made it out though? Oh yeah, all four of us made How'd it. How'd you finally evade them? How's that work? How's evasion? Um, well, so it, it wasn't. It, it was more so like the star-studded end of the demo for us, as opposed oh, to like okay. properly like running out the the meter. Um, I would assume it's it's because you didn't see a HUD, so you don't know if there was a meter. Exactly. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm wondering about. I would assume that it's a similar situation. Uh, maybe not necessarily like five stars or whatever. Well, right, because they've done different things in games. I mean, I, I've wondered if they're going to change the system for evasion and hiding because at yeah. least one occasion that I can think of in GTA Chinatown Wars, they... I think it's the one game that I haven't played. Okay, so that is sentimentally my favorite GTA. Okay. Uh, I what system it, was that again? PSP? Uh, that on, uh, DS is where I played it, but it was right. also on PSP. Um, Chinatown Wars did this really cool thing of like, we have a small screen and we're doing a top-down view. So how do we make escaping work in this environment where everything's kind of compressed. Right. And the solution they came up with was it has nothing at all to do with hiding. At all. Okay. It was about wrecking cop cars. They just have to say we've lost enough dudes. You you're the more you would be pursued and if you could wreck enough of your pursuers at once and they give you these really rewarding mechanics and ways to do it. Cool. You're like, oh, you've destroyed everybody who was nearby. Now just stay quiet for awesome. a minute and they're gone. So it's not beyond them to go back and re-examine the way they I mean, handle that, that sounds like it would be a pretty satisfying way of dealing with it. Because, like, literally, what happens if I just murder an entire town? Mm-hmm. Like, who's going to get me? Because these people all have histories. They're all... Right. They the, all yeah. have their own shit to do. Yeah. Like, so. what if I just straight up walked into Armadillo <laughs> and wasted everybody? Which I'm sure is going to be one of the day one questions that... Oh, I'm sure. I'm definitely going to find out. Yeah. Which is a little sociopathic of me. But at the same time, I'm curious and I have to write the guide. Yeah. Um, so Can anyways, you empty the world. <laughs> Can you? That's um, I'm curious. I, I am curious about that though. Cause like there are monsters out there who will play like that, who will walk into a town and just gun down everyone to and see what, what happens. happens. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they slowly like repopulated. Um, I, I don't know if maybe do settlers same, move in. Yeah, exactly. Where it's like, <laughs> if I walk over to somebody's house and I, you know, murder everybody, like, we'll just somebody new move into the house. But then it's like the GTA um, thing where the ambulance shows up. If you shoot the paramedics, then more ambulances. Come exactly. And, more, and then exactly. it's bail a fire, more fire it's just trucks. One, it's and, just like 18 doctors with the same black bag. <laughs> standing there. Um, so anyway, so we didn't have to like lose the cops in the traditional rock star game sense. Um, what happened for us was after we shot a fuckload of them, uh, while riding away through the plains, 
um, we got to a point where there was a train coming along the tracks um, and it was a super narrow miss, but like we got over the tracks just, it was a really fun moment where it's like, there were like probably four or five dudes left behind us. Yeah. Um, and you know, Bill makes it over with plenty of time. Karen and Lenny make it over with a fair amount of time. And then Arthur like just barely like right. gets across as the train slams shut. Kind of like the, the North Yankton segment where it clips the. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Only instead of getting clipped, you make you actually it. make it. Um, yeah. And like, yeah. you know, the camera spun around and like, you know, kind of like cut to black really dramatically. And that was the end of our demo. Okay. Um, but definitely, you know, I, I'm someone who has a lot of fun in the original Red Dead, just riding around with a posse after me. Yeah. Um, because it is fun as hell to like, Hit to clip a dude, but see him fly out of the saddle and get drug along by his horse. I, I kind of like the idea that like that like an evasion tactic would be just to have random herds or trains around, and you could always cut oh, that'd be great. one to get away. Yeah. Like the, the yeah, the, or if I could just run into a field full of cows and just like duck yeah. down behind one. Yeah. If I can use cows as cover, as cover, or to cut them off, even if they can see yeah. you, but they're on the other side. Or if I start ranching them into the way of all the cops and stuff, that sounds amazing. That'd or really or like in uh, oh, what's was it? Is it uh, Silverado where they charge the ranch with the yeah. the cattle? herd yep you know you could pull yep. that off that'd be kind of amazing Hell yeah all right we have who i think move on i think that's it i think we've covered almost everything that i've seen oh my gosh this news i'm sure i can think of other thank details you for later. your patience i hope you're enjoying that we, we wanted to get as much out there i do believe that right now this may be the single most uh, combined with our first episode with you most concentrated detail oh, info dump? dissemination oh, I'm sure. I'm of sure. info about um, GTA. We've, we've done a bunch on IGN about it. And I know too. everyone else has uh, done their own deep dives as well, but I feel like... We've covered a lot. I think this is a solid like three hours at this point of conversation. <laughs> but we're not done yet. But we're not done. Oh, okay. God, we're not so done yet. We're going to go through the rest of the segments here pretty quick. So on the trail, I owe you guys something here because I've been playing. You've been playing along. I have Last not. time, yeah, you have not been. But you need to get you need to get caught up. So can I be back on here? To I mean, I'm at the it. end of the game, though. You need to catch up to me. Okay, yes, but they're not at the end of the game. Well, they they're, need to catch up to me, too. If they're playing along, they're up to hanging Bonnie McFarland. Oh, Bonnie. Yeah, poor Bonnie. Remember when Bonnie got hung? I, I do. It was really fucked up. Yeah, it was. I had forgotten how disturbing that mission is. Yeah, it's, um, that's, a, that's a tough mission. I mean, by the time you rescue Bonnie, she's cut up. She's hanging to die. You have to cut her down before she chokes to death. I got to her before she choked. Good. Um, Bonnie, I remember the first time I played through Red Dead, I didn't like Bonnie nearly as much as I like her now replaying it. Hmm. Um, I like. Why do you think that is? Because the first game I could not get past Mr. Marston. God. And the voice acting is great. It's just something about that. No, man, I got you. Like, my, but this time it's not. As a matter of fact, this time I really like Bonnie. I'm like, I want a Bonnie game. I was like, she's fascinating. I'd play that. She's really cool. I she's. I mean, you can in Red Dead Online, which we should play together. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be Bonnie. You should. You should I be Bonnie. Bonnie. You'd be Bonnie and uh, Bonnie and Ugly Chris. There right, is a, that's Bonnie a movie that I would Chris, watch. I, absolutely not quite a hard castle McCormick, but no, 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 no. But yeah, I really like Bonnie. And here, there she is. And I mean, it's brutal. And they're trying to get back at her father, and they're going for somebody's wonder. But another thing it touched on that I had never caught uh, when I played this before. I'm beginning to wonder if, and I, I do not believe there's any hidden political agenda here. Okay. I'm not being, I'm not at all, do not take this seriously. I mean, it was almost a decade ago. But there are so. some, this is, I think, among the most unintentionally libertarian narratives I've ever played. Everybody in Red You mean overall? Yes. When you listen to the conversations happening between John, the Marshal, Bonnie, yep. the characters, again and again and again, it's the theme of, 
a world that's becoming regulated, a world where people out east are telling us what to do and we don't like it, a world where people that went away from society to be free are losing that freedom of self-determination. And the forces that are taking that away are heavy-handed, violent, governmental. I mean, that's the entire point of Red Dead 2 as well. Exactly. Um, You know, I feel like in the first one, for example, you know, you, you don't necessarily make an incorrect point. Um, I feel like the notion of it, you know, government interference, especially for like the marshal, for example, you know, he's clearly just super rundown. He's a beleaguered man. Government interference for his job is just extra bullshit because he's got enough to do on his Yeah, he's just trying to keep people from getting killed in his town. But at the same time, you know, while, you know, John may be an intrusion into her life, ultimately he's a helpful force for Bonnie. Mm -hmm. Like it's... I feel like the argument could be made for both. Oh, no, I, I definitely... And that was just this kind of odd little bit. I knew it was in there because most Westerns have that theme. Yeah. They really do. This idea of independence, self-reliance, yeah. self-determination. And there's a lot to be said for those attributes. I mean, again, that's why I called it a pirate story the last time. Exactly. Right? It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's that's a, what you're looking for. That is the notion of the West. And I think that because it's set in that late period where that's being taken away, yeah. you get this, and I think very fair dichotomy, where you have people saying, just leave me alone and let me live my life. Please, encroaching government that doesn't understand. Again, it's very, very Firefly, very Serenity. The Alliance out east telling us independence what to do. Yeah. But then there's the other end of it where the world they live in is the kind of place where disputes are resolved by kidnapping someone's child and hanging them up. Yeah. After assaulting them. And I mean, and that's that's the thing where it's like, you know, you not to get super political, but like you look at the argument that a lot of people try and make for libertarianism today. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but this literally is like the only way that those values really truly work for you is the old West. Well, I, I think that, I think there's a lot of virtue to that. This is not going to be a political like philosophy. No, discussion. no, 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 no. Um, no, no. We, did that, we did that last time. There's a lot that's admirable about, uh, about libertarian ideology. There really is. Sure. But there are some pragmatic concerns and libertarians themselves recognize a lot of that pragmatism. Most of um, Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Good point. But yeah, there's this idea that maybe the tension between the human desire to have a, a, a body politic, a civic responsibility and identity yeah and that fiercely american idiom of independence good or bad yeah that's kind of the heart of the game and i had forgotten how much a part of it and that's oh, a yeah. huge part yeah, yeah. of the of the missions that lead up to bonnie mcfarland all the dialogue in that part is about again and again yeah it's just but it's not heavy-handed that's just what they're all that's what's on but, their minds. and that's the thing that was like that's kind of the nice thing about it is that that's just it's not necessarily like you said you were like not trying to get political because it's not that's not what the politics of it was then that is just life for no, those people john's life's being screwed up by this right uh bonnie and her family's life's being interfered with like this. exactly it's not a libertarian statement like, piece no it's it's about the realities that lead us to politics and i think people forget that politics is the end result of what's happening within our lives and identities yeah. but that was an interesting thing i, I stumbled onto in it and uh, then another bit during this uh during this playthrough i'd forgotten about the really clever innovation in this game of checkpoint conversations resetting the different conversations. I'd forgotten that very simple innovation. How they would sort of contextually be a little bit different depending yes. on whether I, or not you're restarting it, you mean? I failed a mission, a fairly simple mission, simply by falling behind my party because I started exploring yep. something. 
And I'm at a nice convenient checkpoint, right? But there's a ride up to it. Conversation completely different. Oh, you're Same talking about characters. the one riding up the hill towards Fort Mercer? Because that was the one that I first noticed it on. No, this one was where uh, we I have the, by a that there's time. all the different burned out uh, little camps. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, And you're chasing down Bill's gang, trying to get in Deke. Yeah. Um, on that mission, uh, I failed getting left behind. Come back, different conversations. Same yep. characters. I know that that's... I forgot. But I mean, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, touch. you look at that and like you see that a little bit, you know, I think, in GTA. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. In GTA 5. Like, uh, because well, like, they borrowed it from Red Dead Right. But that's the thing is like you look at where that sort of started there and that's the new interaction system that we're looking at with these NPCs is sort of the ultimate continuation of that idea. I like it a lot. And there's a poetry to the cadence of their speech. And I agree yeah, that the ideas fit. I mean, again, that's a here we go. It's all free. It's all, it's that that design philosophy. One rock, two rocks. Yeah. Off we go. Yep. Every, everything works together to make the most accurate world that they could. So we want to hear your playthrough stories. Please send them yeah. to the mail at Red Dead Radio. Or again, tweet them at Petty, Jarrett. Or uh, join us online, <gasps> which would be sometime, I don't know when. But Someday. Eventually. eventually we'll be online. When you get your ass into that lobby with me, okay. we'll figure it out. I got to play the single player first. Or you could just get online. <laughs> I could just get online right now, couldn't I? Friends, if you're playing along, uh, the next checkpoint mission for us, I didn't go too far ahead because... Are you guys doing book club style? Yeah, yeah. We're oh, I didn't realize we're that. We're using the IGN guide, the IGN wiki Damn straight walkthrough, yard. which has a chronological walkthrough of all yep. the main story. So we're going to Exhuming and Other Fine Qualities. So if you want to catch Hell up... Hell yeah, is that the first one with Z? That's not the first one. But it's one it's, of the main Yeah, ones yeah it's one of the... Right, yep. Cool. Neat. Exhuming awesome. and Other Fine Qualities is where we're going next. So play Tight. along to that one if you're going to play and let us know what's going on. All right, very quickly, luck of the draw... Four questions, four suits. I don't know if we can say very quickly after what happened last time. Well, we got to be because we're literally running out of battery power. Okay, so, great. Well, here we go. Just give me the John, you want to cut or draw? Um, I'll cut. All right. Oop, that, I fucked it up already. All right. All right. Also, is Greg still your poker champion? It's Greg Miller still the poker champion. Do I get to come back? Okay. No, you don't get to come back. I just get one shot forever? Yeah, oh, yeah. You don't get to, you get to play anymore. Oh, that's no, bullshit. Forever, Maybe if you're really, really good. Boy, that was pedantic. I'm never going to say it. Well, I think just, like, <laughs> just flip the fucking card. There we go. What diamonds. Seven All of right. diamonds. All right. This question from Ross Hill. Tell me about a pivotal moment in your life, a choice you're made or didn't make that is important to who you are What now. the... F- this is not really quick questions. Ross, is it? Oh, Ross. Ross? Well, Ross didn't know we were going to be pressed for time. <sighs> but, we're not pressed for time. Just... No. Oh, man. Press, well, All right. Battery-wise, um, we were actually pressed for time. Oh, but. Lord. A pivotal decision in my life that I did or did not make. Yeah, something that moved uh, really made a difference for you. Um, I moved to the West Coast. Wow, really? Yeah. You, well, so you went yes, young, West young man? I did go with Well, so I'm originally from Massachusetts. Um, my early years were spent uh, on Martha's Vineyard off Cape Cod. I went to college for uh, theater and studies and performance art, which was one of those things. I mean, that could in and of itself be a big question uh, mm-hmm. that I, the decision that I should or should not have made. I'll leave that up to future, future me at my meeting with Peter at the pearly gates. But <laughs> yeah, um, I was living in Boston, working as an actor. Um, I kind of up and didn't really know what was going on with me in that part of the world at that time. I could see a couple of different trajectories. Um, I know a few people, a few friends of mine who had moved out west, and 
I kind of up and said, you know what? I've seen a lot of what Boston has to offer, but I'm going to make that choice. And I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, head out West and saddle up and head on that trail. And while it didn't pan out from an acting standpoint, I mean, you know, it's not to say that it's not still a fun hobby that I have, but it led me here. You know, it led me, I would, I would not be sitting at this table with you having this conversation about Red Dead in this context, if I had not said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to try and see if I can get on a pilot for a TV show. Wow. Are you glad at how it turned out? Because this oh, is yeah. a long way oh, from my a God. pilot oh, on my a TV God. show. So, yeah. This is so a very, very different life. I, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, think about, I think about all the time, like, you know, what those branching paths would look like. Yeah, you know, you if, were in L.A. and then you came up to SF. And, yeah, and yeah. then I, and I bounced up to SF. Um, you found Olmec from Legends of the Hidden Temple <laughs> in a crate? <laughs> no, he was in the back of a warehouse. And technically that was a friend of mine, not myself. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be married. I wouldn't have anywhere near as good a life as I think I have hmm. um, if I'd stayed. I mean, that's not to say that I wouldn't be, you know, probably happy in my own way in that alternate reality. But, yeah, it was a take take the risk, I think, is, is the ultimate hmm. come away from that. What about you? I'm, I'm going to be pretty succinct with mine. Um, I'm going to thinking about a very specific moment a long time ago where I came within a hair of deliberately taking my own life. Jesus. Everything seemed terrible. Um, A lot of truly bad things had happened to me. I was dealing with extensive mental illness that was not being treated as well as I uh, uh, wish it had been uh, in retrospect. I had real problems I didn't know how to solve. Um, I was deeply angry and sad and lonely and I really thought I wanted to die and I came uh, very close to doing something about that and I did not make the attempt I just got as close as you can to making the attempt without making it and then I decided no I'm not going to do that and it's hard because I didn't have great clarity of thought in that moment to One rarely doesn't in that state. Mm -hmm. But my observation was, no, I hurt so badly right now, badly enough that I wish I couldn't hurt anymore, but I don't actually think I want to die and give up on the rest of life yet. And I'm glad I didn't because despite a lot of hardship and a lot of crap and a lot of pain... A lot of good things have happened to me since then. Beautiful and wonderful moments and that have made me feel joyful and happy. And I'm glad that I'm still around. Me too. And I'm sure. glad I was able to enjoy all those years after that. Yeah. Um, and I think that happens to a lot of people in their lives. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, not something I super open up about. But I mean, I found myself in a similar place here and there. I mean, I don't feel like it's as, as far. To, I'm not trying to okay. jump into your stuff. But like, I know, I know what that feeling and what that mm-hmm. place feels like. Mm-hmm. Um and it is something that I feel like a lot of people in this day and age, and you know, obviously previously too, have had to deal with, and who have maybe not. Some of them may not have actually had that sort of mm, impetus to to step back from that ledge. Mm-hmm. 
No, I, I, I think a lot of people find themselves in that situation, and I completely understand. I mean, I don't understand their situation, but right. I completely I empathize with how people reach that point, certainly. Yeah. And I, I, uh, I don't look at that from a position of judgment. But, yeah, I'm glad I'm here. Me too. I love you, buddy. Love you too. So there's there's really mine off, off the top of my head. I, and I don't think we have to go into any detail about that. So, uh, friends, that's ours. And uh, guess what? That's our show. No poker hand this time. Next time. Uh, maybe next time. But we'll I feel like def- if, if I make it to a third guest appearance oh, here, I have to get a chance. You're I have to get a chance to redeem myself. Thank you for putting up with this extra long episode. And thank you so much for watching and listening. Please, everybody always asks, leave that review. Subscribe iTunes, hit all them buttons, all that stuff. It is the difference between the show making it and breaking it. Like it it really does determine our future. So please help with that. Thank you so much for watching, listening here. John Ryan, working folks find your excellent work on red dead redemption and other things. Uh, You can find me on IGN.com, their YouTube, uh, my own personal Twitter for stupid, idiotic memes and nonsense uh, at us of JR. And I'm sorry for anything and everything you see on there. (laughs) Thanks a lot, friends. Uh, See you next time. Cisco Man, thank you so much.